I find new love every day. What am I doing here? I searched and I wondered. Wondered if I should bother. I'm nervous, but with purpose. Yet emerge on the surface. Until I find new love to open another chapter in search of a new charter. Don't interject it. I'm telling testimonies, attesting while testifying. You gonna think I'm a reverend. If I make it big enough, will I never have to face the details that went addressed? Life is full of varying. That's the first of very scary things. My friends, welcome back to the Smoky Mirror Podcast, where we dive deep into the creative minds that are shaping our culture and inspiring us all. My name is Jordan Jones. I'm your host and fellow creator, and I'm on a mission to spread knowledge and inspiration to help people like you leave your mark on the world. From artists to musicians to entrepreneurs and more, join me as we explore the intentional act of creation and the forces that drive us to do God's work. As always, if you want to support the podcast, please visit our sponsors, Earth Saliva, Scut.shop, and um, be sure to like, share, comment, follow, subscribe, all that. Um, today, I'm really excited for this episode. I have my boy Lex, aka Lex Indieflix. We're talking about his brand new project called Cine Poetry, which has been, I would say, critically acclaimed uh, positively and been making a splash in the indie films industry. So I'm really excited to talk to him, Lex. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, my name is Lex Lowry. Um, I'm an independent filmmaker. And yeah, um, this project, uh, I, <laughs> to really go into the genesis of it, genesis of it um, I would say I got exposed to um, this spot called, what was it, Speak Fridays way back when? I think it was like back in 2017. I actually took uh, an ex of mine. Um, when we first started dating. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, um, pretty much uh, it, was, uh, it was a whole scene, you feel me? Like it was down over in, Will in Wynwood, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, where shots used to be. Yeah. So there's like a little venue that's like, what, like two, like two walks down from it. Um, but the venues would change. So once I got a chance to, to go there, you know, they all, it's a dope spot, man. Hopefully they bring it back. I don't know if they're still doing it since like the pandemic. Right. So I got a good chance to experience that. And before I even continue with the story, I want to shout out to uh, Carla Hill who had um, referred me to it because I was actually looking for some looking for some spots prior to me getting with my uh, with my ex at that time. And who's Carla Hill? Carla Hill. Um, she works. She used to work at um, the South Miami South Miami Dade Cultural Arts Center, which is where. I used to work um, during the time when I was in school at um, Miami-Dade College for the SEDT program. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was the community uh, uh, outreach, uh, education, educational outreach. Nice. And so, um, yeah, her role was to pretty much um, whatever shows that we had over at the theater, um, she would make sure that there was an education component to it. To where, let's say, if you had um, dancers or if you had people who, you know, were actors or plays, stuff, stuff like that, um, 
they made sure that they made time to donate their um, donate their time to teach um, anybody who's interested in getting into um, that genre of performance, whether it's in theater, whether it's in interpretive dance, whether it's in, you know, because we have musical events as well, so people are into music. Um, so yeah, so she had, uh, she had referred to me um, to, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, she had referred me to uh, Speak Fridays. And so when I went there, I'd already um, liked it. Like in first, because they set up a whole, what you call it, a whole music um, before and after. And then just the poetry itself. There were a couple of people, I'm trying to remember this dude. Um, he's um, an Asian poet. Um, I think he did a, there was another show that he did. Um, he used to be on when, HBO had, uh, you know, when HBO had Def Comedy Jam, mm-hmm. and then they started, um, I think uh, there was another, like, sub-show that expanded to that where it became, like, more so competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I remembered his name, but he was one of the folks that was there at the, at the venue for Speak Fridays, and from there, as I was watching, like, each poet and sidebar, they would give uh, folks chances, like, if you had, like, poem written out if you were a poet yourself or someone someone who just you know liked you know writing poetry in general Mm -hmm. you got a chance to freely come up and you know uh, yeah perform your perform your piece cool so that's what i liked uh, i liked to buy and from there um that's where like i started thinking um you know you know because i'm getting a real feel for you know at least how they inflect on their um their verses and how you know, they make a connection with the audience. It's something relatable, if, you know, just to put it shortly. Mm-hmm. So from there, I started thinking about, you know, what if you can turn this into, you know, something that could be in motion pictures. Mm. Um, but I didn't really have teeth into it. I Then I would say... What year was this, like when the, the Speak Fridays? Like around 2017. Oh, okay. Um, so it's been a long say, time coming. Yeah, yeah, man. So, but I really didn't have, like I said, I didn't have teeth in it at first. Because at that time, I was already doing a documentary. Mm. Um, it was titled uh, Florida Strange Fruit. And it pretty much covered, what you call it? It pretty much covered Florida's African history. So, but what's interesting about that, when I entered that documentary into the uh, Urban Film Festival from last year, mm-hmm. that's where um, my producer, Ryan Bahari, um, who's helped me not only with this project with Poetry, but helped me out with uh, Florida Strange Fruit. So he linked me up with uh, Deuce James, who you've interviewed. Yep. Um, and he mentioned to me about Poetry Potluck. And from there, I went. And once I got into that scene, it was very, how can I put it? Like, you can feel like it, it's very wholesome. And it's very, yeah. you know, community-based. And, it, you know, there's a fellowship. There's a bond. And, I, and that's why I first liked about the space when I got there. Um, and... To be honest with you, I would say that was probably the most impactful experience that got me to really catapult. Okay, I can see where I can take this vision and put it in the direction that's gonna really attract um, folks who just simply like you know slam poetry. Come on, the potluck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, the potluck's amazing. I think we. Who, so who is? I know like Black Men Bill people go there, but is it like? Is Calvin the one like leading that? Yeah, shout yeah, Calvin. Yeah, shout, shout out to Calvin. Yeah, shout out to Calvin. Shout out to Calvin early because, um, yeah, man, uh, there was how, how can I put it? So 
during that time at the potluck, um, I was just trying to just get a feel for the for the area, mm -hmm. uh, feel for the scene. And from there, um, later on, as the night went on, I got a chance to link up with Calvin and tell him about um, the idea I had. Mm -hmm. um, and just to see if he wanted to be part of it in terms of being, you know, the talent. But understanding um, his case, because, you know, he's very busy, so I understand it. So, um, but he was more than willing enough to um, try to find some way to coordinate um, for us to, you know, uh, screen it once we've got it. Um, once you locked. finished it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would say right after that, I started reaching, reaching out. Um, aside from Deuce Chains, because he was already down, from there I met Mari. Mm -hmm. um, he was the DJ there. Um, and one of, the po one of his poems that I saw um, that would really move me, because he and I had already gotten into a conversation before he started to perform. Mm -hmm. So I already felt a good vibe. And um, luckily enough, and I'm grateful for this too, um, Mari, shout out to you, man. Like, I can say for his, uh, for his poem, when we screened it over at the Orlando... Uh, Urban Film Festival, um, people felt really impacted by that. Because what's good about the project is that you get two different stories. Mm -hmm. and, sh and as well as Deuce James, like his, because I really want to try to go into the process of it. Um, so what I do with, um, with cinema poetry, or what I want to do for, for it you know, going forward, is obviously you know, I try to have um, a theme. We wanted to make it theme-based. Um, so from there, I gave him the theme my first idea was for it to be um, describing your first time. Mm -hmm. and first so, time, just anything? Yeah, yeah it could, it's open-ended. So I, I want to leave room for creativity. Mm -hmm. So it could be, what, your first time riding a bike. It could be your first time, you know, um, seeing a sports game. First time, uh, whether you had a girlfriend, boyfriend. First time, let's say, if you went on a roller coaster, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, open, it's, it's very simple, but at the same time, open to interpretation. Sure. So... From there, um, I told them to try to give me at least uh, three samples, whether it's something that they already have or something that, you know, they want to just go ahead and uh, vomit draft. Mm -hmm. So we communicated from there. I gave them some time and we read through it. And the reason why I do this is because I know um, heading into the future, um, I want to make sure that whatever topic that we pick, and whatever subject that they choose, they don't sound the same. Right. You know what I mean? They're not like the same. Too similar. Like, exactly. Yeah. So um, let's say, let's say, for example, if you want to talk about your first time getting a, a pet. And I talk about my first time getting a pet, but there's two different animals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how we describe our words within, you know, within our poem. If it's, you know, if it's kind of like describing the same process, I don't want those things to cross over. Yeah. So... From there, we had to weed it out, and sure enough, um, we got into uh, two, I think, of the best outcomes for Deuce, Deuce James. His was about, you know, just thoughts about suicide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, you know, in our community, it's a big deal. And um, one of the things that I try to do, because, how can I put this? One of the things I try to do, I try to, I don't want to ever have to have like a, a sad ending, at least in this case. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to see like a, a like a overcome, I try to overturn, you get me, to realize that, you know, 
I love myself enough that I won't do this to myself. Yeah. And um, sure, sure enough, uh, when I when he read it to me, like I already was locked into it. Um, he had some other pieces that were good, so it actually made it um, very difficult to pick as well yeah. to pick. And um, with in the case for um, for Mari, um, he had he was actually in the studio writing um, uh, writing some music, and he so happened to have uh, First Fear, which is actually uh, a single of his that mm, he's done. Because so, yeah. so so it so it works out. So, so and that's one of the things that. Um, I really there's so there's so many avenues that you can go with this. That's what I like about it. It's it's not limited, and to me, this project can stand the the test of time. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be something that can really impact you know the community as far as you know being if you're an avid uh, um, what you call it a person who's into spoken word, someone who's into you know um, any literary art form, which is to me. You know, it's not to say that people don't, there aren't spots for it, but how far, you know, mainstream is it? How would you describe, so, like, for someone who's never seen it, how would you describe it? Just send a poetry. Send a poetry? Well, when people get a chance to see the project, um, I actually have the preview. Um, actually, I'm going to put a preview you, before oh, this. Oh, dope. So perfect. they're going to see oh, like a 30 oh, second oh, clip. Oh, that, oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Because um, I think. Matter of fact, if we get a chance, cause I sent you the uh, the full um, the uh, the full video, the full episode, mm -hmm. and so our goal um, our goal for this uh, for this project, uh, we were trying to create uh, episode two. Um, eventually, we want to make it into a um, a six episode miniseries, mm. um, and I want to be able to have. Um, Again, we wanted to make it theme-based, so I already have other topics uh, lined up. Um, it's just right now getting uh, the funds to, um, you know, to put it all together and really um, a chance for me to make some touches um, that I'd like to make that's going to really make it pop. Yeah. The way, I, the way I described it to people was like, it's like poetry with the music video to like really simplify it down. That's, a, that's interesting. Because it's like the, you get the spoken word where it's like they'll have the, 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 person, the poet, like the black background. Mm -hmm. But then you also get, you know, the visuals of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I like how you pick certain parts to really emphasize, like especially the part where Deuce James was talking about suicide, like having the gun in his mouth, spoiler alert. Yeah. And I think... Like that mm -hmm. part, how it like pauses, like mm -hmm. it pauses the 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 poem, mm -hmm. and I think you really get to like just be with that moment, and it it does resonate, and it gets back to him, like you know, going through it, overcoming it, and mm -hmm. I do I do love how the storytelling is like accented with the the visuals that you give, because yeah, mm -hmm. you get the the poetry, but the mm -hmm. the visuals you give are nice. Yeah, because when we had to, and there's a thing that I wanted to um wanted to touch upon, because once I get those um once i get the final draft of their poems mm -hmm. what we do is you know i then create a, a script for it mm. so once i um once i write that down i send them a draft because i really wanted to you know i want to bounce ideas with um with the person who wrote the piece to see like if it best represents what you know they're talking about mm -hmm. you know i mean of course they give me full range to you know do whatever i creatively think is gonna benefit um, but you know, 
to me, I think what makes, you know, a good work is when, you know, when we're really collabing and we're seeing things on the same page. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then here's the second part to it. Um, sometimes whatever I initially have, once it gets to um, the stage of production, there's chances for, you know, for changes to be made. There's a couple of scenes that I had to cut out from uh, both Mari's and Deuce's. Mm. So um, just to do to location, you get me? You know, some parts we were able to get lucky enough to where, you know, when we asked the person, whoever owned the, the property, it's like, hey, we're only going to shoot this for um, about 30 minutes or so. And lucky enough, you know, they were accommodating to us. But we want to try to, for the next episode, is to, you know, have everything secure so that way on the day of, we don't have to think about it or worry about it. Right, it's already you know, set we up. Try, instead of trying to go guerrilla style. Yeah. I definitely want to get more into that in a second, but I'm curious just kind of the overall purpose of Cine Poetry. Is it, are you really trying to be able to highlight the poets, give them a way to express? Like kind of, of course, man. That, that's, you know, that's the other thing, too. I really want to you know, give them a chance to shine because, you know, at the end of the day, because you have people, you know, Calvin being the first on my, on my mind, I'm pretty sure there's many more. I think um, this is per, this person named um, Salam. Salam. Salam the poem. Yeah, I, I had him on the podcast. I love okay, Salam. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Yeah, and he's one of the people that um, I reached out that I reached out to as well um, to do the second episode. Yeah. Um, is it confirmed? Yeah. The second, uh, that, is not, he doing not, it? Uh, not just yet. I'm just waiting okay. on some work to come back. Sure. Um, and now I'm touching pace, touching base with um, uh, Static Frass, who um, he and uh, Mari are what they call the the four four. Which you know, to me, like I like their style, man. I, of course, they they em they emulate Earth Gang, which I like Earth Gang mm -hmm. as well. Um, but they have their, you know, they have it's like their own little accent that you know that separates it. You know what I mean? It's kind of and. You know, they're fans of them. And they actually kind of went over to uh, New York for an event when they were going over at the potluck dope. over in August. So, you know, and they're coming a long way. So it's it really is a, a groundbreaking opportunity for, you know, for poets, aspiring poets, you know, to really get exposure because you never know where your opportunities can lead you. And that's what I think I like most about doing this, you know, in regards to film production, like, if I'm helping somebody, you know, try to get their foot to the next door, like I remember a time where um, before I started really doing my own projects, I would, you know, you know, edit little videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I helped this dude who went to my high school. His name um, was Derek. Um, he was a Tumblr and, you know, he was struggling to find some jobs. But um, what I did for him was... Um, I mean, he would coach over at the at Top Gun, I think, sure. which is a tumbling uh, spot where, you know, he would coach kids that were in that program. Um, and so from from there, he asked me if I could, you know, do a reel for him or shoot some stuff for him of him doing his tumbling. Mm -hmm. And so sure enough, right after I did that, um, he was able to get a job over in North Carolina. Mm. Um, and he worked for this uh, company that does like power shows. So what they do is they do a lot of acrobatics and they flip and they dive in the water. Cool. So he was able to get that job, man. Thanks and to you it, with the reel, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's dope. I, it mostly, I would say it's all his performance. Me, I'm just capturing it. Right, right. You feel me? So, But I mean, the marketing, that, that's really helpful because it's one thing to be able to do it, but then be able to present it out there so people can find you. Yeah, that's another yeah thing. man. And that's the thing. That's what we can use this for. Um, really put folks on the map, really put, you know, 
people who, you know, we have a community where, you know, there's always, you know, the starving artists, you know what I mean? There's yeah. always, you know, to try to find a way to, you know, get their foot into the next door and, you know, elevate from there. You know, not only do I want this project to be, you know, Cine Poetry to be a timeless piece that anybody can enjoy and that anybody can watch just to relate to it, but for those who, you know, really have a talent for it, you know, it's their, it's their moment to shine. It's their moment to really show, you know, what it is that they're passionate about and how well that they do it. I love that. I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do with the podcast. So I think it's beautiful. Definitely keep it up. I want to learn about like how the how did you get it submitted to like Orlando Film Festival? Or, like how like what's the process like to submit? And then mm. tell me about like how it went, the judging and everything. Okay, cool. So what we do, there's a website called Film Freeway. Um, and that's where you can upload whatever projects you have, whether it's a documentary, whether it's uh, considered new media, which is a web series or whether you already have a short film, a feature, um, anything that you have um, film-wise within, uh, within that sphere, you can submit your work. Um, and of course, there are certain fees that you'll have to, uh, certain fees that you pay depending on the deadline. Mm -hmm. um, the later the deadline, the more expensive it'll get. Sure. So um, we try to be either on time or at least early. I know for a couple of ones that, you know, as you're scrolling through, you know, you see that you either missed a deadline or there's one coming up close. Um, for these two, for the Orlando Urban Film Festival and the Urban Film Festival, um, I was able to get the, <laughs> I was able to get the Orlando Film Festival uh, on the late deadline, but lucky enough, it was good enough for them to, you know, to select it. Mm -hmm. That was my that was my concern. Um, for the urban the urban film festival down here in my in Miami, um, I had submitted it early, mm -hmm. so all I had to do was just wait while I had, and then yeah, all I had to do was wait as to for you know getting acceptance from the Orlando Film Festival. Um, prior to that, though. Um, I want to mention that I entered it into the Juneteenth uh, Film Festival, mm. Film and Arts Film, Arts and Film Festival, sorry. Um, and we didn't get selected, but we did get an honorable mention. But from nice. there, I would say, because in comparison from my last project for, um, for my short documentary, um, I kept submitting it. And I wasn't getting much of a response until I got accepted to the Urban Film Festival. So to me, this is just... A you know a step up from More last progression. year. Yeah, you know I love mean? to see that progression. Yeah, man, oh. and that's all. That's all it is, man. It's all about progression. So once uh, and the festivals were dope, man. I, I would say um, you got it was a real good chance uh, to network and a real good chance. To, and I think you know if you're a filmmaker, um, it's not only you know getting the chance to get your film screen. You have a chance to not only network with folks but also see other folks' projects and you can get ideas from there mm -hmm. and see how well, um, whether it's in terms of shot, when in terms of dialogue, or let's say um, for sound, or let's say for, you know, trying to get talent, you know, there's, you know, it's, a, it's pretty much, you're having, it's like a fun resource center. Sure. You get me? And you get to pick brains, you know, you get to, to fellowship and you'll even have folks there, um, 
there was a person named uh, by uh, Lionel C. Martin, who is, uh, he's a known uh, music video director. Mm-hmm. I think he directed one of uh, Biggie's music video. I can't oh. remember which, uh, which single. But, you know, they have, you know, panel sessions for Q&A. And, you know, everyone else had their question. What I had was something was uh, specific in terms of shot list. Because, you know, I've done a music video for an artist, shout out to Lord Bug. Um, his, uh, his concept was, what you call it? Uh, well, how can I put this, man? Sorry if I'm, if I'm stumbling. Man. No problem. But um, what we did was we did a, uh, a treatment for him. And as we did the treatment, you know, of course, I reviewed back with them to see is, hey, is this something that you see? Is this something that, you know, you feel that coincides with your song? So um, what I asked for, what I asked to uh, Lionel was like, because what I experienced was a bunch of changes on, you know, on set on the day of Mm -hmm. and being able to adjust because I already had, you know, the treatment laid out, the shot list laid out. So my question to him was, uh, do you already have your, your shot list, you know, laid out? And then how do you deal with the adjustments going forward? Um, when let's say you don't get the, um, location that you want, or let's say, you know, you have talent running behind, you know, other, 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 other particulars. Fortunately, I didn't have to experience that. Yeah. Um, experience in terms of, you know, anybody coming late, anybody, you know, but it's just, uh, how can I put it? It's a, there's a lot of last minute changes that come with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did he say? What was his answer? His answer was, uh, his answer was that what he usually does, he do, already has things mapped out, but usually on the day of, if he sees something that, um, that he wants to add, he'll communicate with his DP, um, and they'll change it. And that's the thing, you know. And what's you, DP? Uh, DP is a director of photography. That's okay. the that's the acronym for it. Um, and so, it was. He gave me um, just tips us as to you know what is it that you know try to see if we can both be in line and communicate. You know what is it that I want and what is it that can be done. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he stressed the most was you know. You know, you, since you're pretty much driving the pilot as to how it's going to look, how the end result is going to be, whatever your intention is, there's no excuse as to why you can't make it happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you have, you know, you'll have your director of photography tell you what's, you know, what's possible and what's not possible. And of course, whatever they say that isn't possible, you try to see, okay, if this is, if this shot is important, if this is what, it is that, you know, is needed to really give it the, the oomph that the project needs. Let's see what other, you know, ways we can troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was a dope experience of him just, you know, sharing that knowledge with me. And, um, you know, I recommend it to anybody that get a chance that when your film festivals have a panel, you know, that's your time to, you know, ask questions and trying to gain more knowledge so that you can add more tools to your repertoire. Mm-hmm. What's some good, or what was the praise that you got about the film, and then what was some feedback that you got? Um, that's the thing, man. Um, you had folks that... How can I put this? You have folks who were uh, that 
I would say this. Um, what I noticed when, you know, I was sitting in the room, you know, certain settings are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything in the theater, you know, has to match in terms of, you know, the tone, the setting. And um, one of the things I noticed a couple of times while I was there, and I'm not, how can I put this? I'm not, if I were to critique something, um, I guess it would be just, you know, the timing. Of when they played it? Of when they played Mm -hmm. it. Because I understand that, you know, they're trying to get things on the schedule um, and, you know, sometimes there's a moment for where they have stuff scheduled to, oh, man, I'm going to put this, man. Um, so are they like, are they like playing all the mm-hmm. movies? Like, all right, here goes Lex's film and here's Jordan's film. Is it mm-hmm. like back to back like that? Or? Mine was the, the first in the morning. It was on first a Saturday. First in the morning. Oh, okay. Saturday. Yeah. And um, what time was that? Like 8 a.m.? No, no, oh, no, no, no. It was like 11. Okay, that's not But we got a good, but we still had a good turnout. Yeah. Um, but it could have been better if it was a little bit later. Uh, to me. Sure. Pers- to me personally, but I, you know, I got to express that, you know, I'm more than fortunate that, you know, I got a chance to play because that's like one of my, you know, my biggest concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, the people who are in the project, you know, they like it. And I really do feel that, you know, this project really does have a potential to go far. Like if, and that's uh, one of the things that, uh, what's his name? Timothy Stark mentioned. So I don't put it on them. I put it on myself. Um, because since that was the one that I submitted late, um, it plays a role. It plays a role. So, and I have to consider the fact from what they were expressing to us, to us as filmmakers, you know, if you want to increase uh, your chances, you know, submit it early. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they're reviewing like 64 hours of film. That's a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a lot of they're film. They're reviewing 64, and, you know, to be able to sit down and look at these and really judge it and, you know, try to give it the, you know, their best opinion on it when they put their votes in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important. So, you know, I can only be thankful and grateful at the fact that it got screened, you know, sure. as long as people got a chance to see it. Cause I'd say about like 30, 30. Oh, pause right there. I'm about to restart that camera. Gotcha. So I'm still curious about like, what was some of the praise that you got and some of the, the criticism or feedback that you got about the film and maybe not just from, not just from like the judges, but just from people in general. Um, for those that got a chance to to see it um, after they were done screening it, um, I got a good I got a good applause, man. Even though it was uh, a small crowd of of thirty, mm-hmm. of course when you hear them, it sounds big to you, right? You get me? Because um, there was like uh, what you call it. Let me not let me not get uh, get on a tangent, but I got good feedback, and then I was able to. Um, Link up with this person named uh, um, Braden, I think Braden Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, from what he told me, he liked it, and he's a director himself, um, and he also uh, uh, DPs as well. Okay. Um, so it was good to hear. Um, good to hear that feedback. And here's the thing that I want to include because sometimes, because um, they had, uh, you got to give props to the Orlando Urban Film Festival to you know being able to 
you know, make the slots where they need to because um, there's some show, there are some that I couldn't even tend to see that I wanted to see mm-hmm. due to timing. But, you know, I had to consider, you know, going there, paying for parking, making sure I'm not overstepping the parking so that way I don't get a ticket. Right. Um, at the same time, so I had to um, be, uh, be mindful. So um, I had to be mindful in terms of um, which ones that I was going to commit to to see and how long I should stay. I mean, because of course you want to be able to um, to use that time to network, mm-hmm. um, and some chances, sometimes that I did. Um, actually, I would say I got a chance to uh, be interviewed about the about the project. Cool. Um, because I guess from from the interviewer, um, he didn't give me his name, but uh, from there he, you know, as he was asking me, you know, same things that you were asking me. You know, how did it start? You know, what's the project about? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, he was kind of intrigued as to how, you know, the, those, I guess, to make that combination of, you know, something that are two different, two totally different separate, you know, genres. But to me, you know, they're both art. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they both serve a purpose. And it's kind of like how, I guess, my aim was to see how those things can complement each other. And luckily, at least, you know, from what I received, the feedback I received, it was, you know, it was something unique. It was something different. Mm-hmm. It's something that stood out. So, um, you know, I'm more than grateful. Uh, like I said, I'm always grateful when it has a chance to get screened. And fortunate enough, it got nominated for uh, for two categories in the Orlando Urban Film Festival, it got nominated for best web series, and it got nominated for best social impact. Dope. So congrats um, on that. Yeah. So nominations is just another thing as well, man. If you get it screened on top of it getting it nominated, it's uh, it's, big. it's, it's it, yeah, yeah, man. And hopefully, you know, again, like I'm seeing like a progression. So. Hopefully the next step, you know, for when we get a chance to do episode two, what I really would like for us to do, if we can um, exceed that goal. So just uh, a time for uh, for me to just plug this in. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started a Indiegogo campaign. Indiegogo. Uh, yes. And, and what is that? And Indiegogo is pretty much a, uh, a platform for where whatever it is that you're pitching it doesn't even have to be um, art, art or film, but you know, most of the time, I know a couple of my friends who are in you know the industry. They've um, uh, they created their Indiegogo campaign pages. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them uh, was one of my uh, classmates, uh, John Quartas. Uh, it was a horse in the stag, um, which it got into uh, Popcorn Frights Festival, and you know he's a dope director, man, um, cool dude. And uh, yeah, man, it's a, you get to, uh, it's a crowdfunding uh, uh, platform. Okay. So when you, whatever project that you're trying to pitch, you can even pitch like, uh, like um, inventions that you have. Like, let's say if you were to invent like a new mic or something like that, mm. or like, let's say you have a new concept for a different type of drone. So it's almost like GoFundMe for creators. Almost. Yeah. Almost like that. That's cool. I would say that. Um, but yeah, so our our goal for for Center Poetry, we uh, want to reach seventeen uh, thousand um, dollars. 
um, that's our um, that's our budget goal that we want to do to create um, for episode two. Mm-hmm. If we exceed that, I would like for us. Um, if we exceed that amount, I would like for us to try and at least create episode three, so that way um, we could be eligible to submit it into other festivals, um, such as at least my goal would be the American Black Film Festival, because mm-hmm. there's some where if they have a category that is um, web series or anything that deals with television episodes, um, they require at least uh, a three episode minimum mm. and it can't exceed a certain time period, like a time limit. Oh, like you got to get them done. Mm-hmm. I see. Exactly. So it has to be, let's say each episode, let's say if I were to do like a regular you know, TV series, let's say something for HBO or stars, for example, mm-hmm. and they're about 30 minutes. I have to make sure that they all um, don't exceed uh, an, an hour or hour and a half. For some, if yours is like a shorter version, in my case, um, it can't exceed 30 minutes. Got it. So anything that's short form, anything that's longer form in terms of episodic, they, uh, each festival has their own different requirements. Okay. And so what's the plan to, to raise that money? Like, how does it, like, are you going to investors? Are you... Like have a marketing well, campaign. Well, man, I want to take it to the people. Yeah. You know, that's the whole point of crowdfunding, man. You want to, you know, if people see the work and that's one of the things as to why, you know, I want to at least get this first uh, episode done. So that way people can see the vision. They can right. see what, you know, what can be done. They can see what's possible. You know, I already see it down the line for something that could be, you know, that could really hit the mainstream, something that people can really grasp towards, you know, Again, man, this is something that's that can be timeless, but this is something that can trend. Mm-hmm. So I, if we get the ball rolling, and you know, and again, like every um, every um, dollar counts. You get me? Um, of course, the minimum that we have on there that the Indigo, in, excuse me, that Indiegogo allows us to do um, is a minimum of two dollars. So even if you donate that, that helps. That's more than enough to help. And of mm-hmm. course, we have perks that are included in there as well. Uh, people go on to our Indiegogo campaign page. You know, if you go on the website itself, um, if you already have an account, you could build one um, and have your login information. And what you can do is you can type in Cine Poetry. It should be, it should pop up. It should be the first thing that you see that pops up. You'll be able to see the poster along with it that you'll see uh, Deuce and um, Mari on the cover. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a big giveaway that people will see. So once they click on it, They'll already have, you know, a detailed info as to what, you know, our intentions are for the film, um, the amount that we need, of course. And, you know, as an incentive, you know, if they donate, this is what they get. Nice. And where can people go to donate? Um, well, they would have to go. They can go actually on what you call it on my Instagram. I have two pages so they can go on my Twitter page. Go follow um, the Cine Poetry. It's, bo- it's for both my Twitter and for IG. Got it. The Cine Poetry. Yeah, the link should be in each of the bios. And if they want, they could go on. Um, anybody who's following me, you could go on to my page. My IG page is Lex Indie Flicks. Um, and the link should be in the, the description below. Dope. And then to see Cine Poetry Episode 1, where can they go? Uh, to see it, um, if they want to, because we, we don't want to release it just yet. But what they sure. can do, um, I'm working with Calvin to see, not for this potluck, but for the, uh, the next potluck, you get a chance to screen it. Because that was something that we wanted to do initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, things happened. Yeah, yeah, things happened. Um, rest in peace to Danny, man. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, man. During that time, uh, I would say, you know, things happen for a reason. And uh, quite, fu quite funny enough, um, one of Calvin's poems, you know, spoke to that. Mm. And um, I remember at that time, like, we were having everything in place and then just suddenly, you know, that happened, which, you know, you can't, that's something you can't control. Like, you know, everyone is, is grieving and even I'm seeing how much Danny was, you know, an impact to any to everybody, especially yeah. with Black Men Build and how much he touched people, how much he impacted folks. Um, and so it kind of put me in a position to where, you know, this is, this is a time to, you know, reflect. This is the time to, okay, um, things happen for a reason. And I can't, and to be honest, I want to, I want to be fully transparent. I had a moment of, uh, what you call it? A moment of not disappointment, but of, of selfishness, which is, which I'm disgusted by. Cause, you know, yeah, I guess it's like an ego part where, you know, you were, you're working to build up to that point to, you know, get a chance for people to see it. Because mm -hmm. um, it, it, it kind of felt, I'm trying to find the best way to describe it, but um, I kind of just felt like things move, like, you know, the, just the timing of it. But again, man, it's things that you can't control, but mm -hmm. um, I can only be more than grateful as to, you know, just being considered to, you know, have the opportunity. And of course, new, uh, new opportunities open. Yeah. So um, it, was a, it was a lesson. It was a lesson for me to like, hey, man, just, you know, this was, this was you know, a better opportunity is being created for you, whether you see it or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I appreciate you for admitting that because I think that's really real. You know, you work on a project for a long time. You put mm -hmm. your heart and soul into it. Mm -hmm. You have a day when you're going to show it and then, you know, mm -hmm. it gets derailed. You have mm -hmm. to postpone it. That can definitely, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's going to affect you as a creator and mm -hmm. somebody who's taking pride in, in what you're doing. Like, how long did it take you to make it? From right. part, like, y'all started shooting it to, all right, okay. now we can show it. All right. There was a lot of prep because it's just uh, me finding a perfect spot to shoot the black box scenes, right. which I'm pretty sure from when people watch the preview, um, I'm pretty sure people who follow me on Instagram that seen the previews of how it looked like, I wanted there to be all nothing but all black, have their um, wardrobe be all black. And um, it was trying to find spots that were um, available. And luckily enough, there was a spot over, uh, there was a dance studio up in North Miami that I was able to find. Mm -hmm. And their rates were pretty fair, yo. So um, I called them, linked them up. Um, they gave me the rate. Um, and then I was able to lock that in. So um, we had a full day uh, to, um, to, work with, uh, to work with Mari and, and Deuce to, you know. And here's the thing that I want, you know, folks to, as we move forward, if we get a chance to not only make our goal and exceed our goal, um, it was a, a good thing for me to learn as to um, being able to get them centered and focused because there's a big difference as opposed to being on camera and on stage. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the black, we shut down all the lights um, within, the, within the black box. 
So that way, you know, our DP can get it to where, you know, how I envisioned it. Yeah. So, oh, and shout out to Kevin Fuerte, you know, dopest DP, man. If you need any work from him, um, go follow him at uh, K Fuerte. That's his Instagram page. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a whole different setting. And sometimes you have to, you know, recenter um, re them back. What I usually try to do is just, you know, just go through it. You know, whatever mistakes that you do have, you know, we'll work it on. We'll do it on the next take, you know. Um, uh, and I would say, you know, it was it was a bit rocky, but, you know, they were able to pull through. And that's what I liked about them because, you know, they're, you know, they prep for this moment. You know, they, you know, however many times they rehearse for this, um, their, their work. Uh, this is... Uh, I'm proud of it, and I know they're proud of it. And I'm pretty sure when people get a chance to see it screen, um, at least people who are um, people who, um, whether it be at the poetry potluck or whether it be at another venue that's you know poetry related, um, I think I think this is a project that again is going to stand the test of time. It's going to be something that everybody there. There's no limit to it. I really do. I really do. I truly do believe that because you know there's a lot of range of topics that can be brought up. Mm -hmm. You know, unlimited. Exactly, and you know whether it could be political, whether it can be you know um, whether you're addressing mental health, whether you're you know addressing that's something that's going on in your community, whether it be the black community or whichever. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, man. There, there's so much room for it, and you know we want to take it further and. Again, I'm gonna take it to the people and see, like, hey, this is if you like it, you know, you should invest in it. And again, um, there is, you know, there is incentives for, you know, when you donate. So, um, and all that's gonna be on the Indiegogo campaign when they go on. So I know people can see it in person, or like or the poetry potluck. But mm -hmm. what if I'm in, you know, New York and I want to we'll see, see it, it. and I, maybe I, then I want to donate, but well, like, will I be able to watch it online eventually, or what? Um, if anything, um, people can always hit me up through, through um, my Instagram or hit up our, through um, our Instagram page for people who want to see the film. Um, I'll send an unlisted link. The reason why I have it unlisted because we still want to try to enter it into festivals. Got it. Okay. And so there's certain regulations to where if you have it screened and put public, um, there's a chance that, you know, you're going to get disqualified. Mm. So I don't want to, you know, risk that because I want to give people, you know, a chance to see it, but just within the bounds yeah. of, you know. That makes sense. I didn't know about that. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's dope. I do want to transition into getting more into your background. Do you have anything else to say about Center Poetry and all that? Um, key thing, um, when you go on to Indiegogo, and whatever perk you select, whatever amount that it is that you're able to contribute, um, there is a portion on the tab for when you check out, it says other amount. It also has tips on there because um, I know people when they're going to see it, it's like, okay, it's this amount plus this extra amount here. All you have to do is press other amount. It's going to reduce that number down to zero. And so it's going to be only the amount that you intend to donate. Got it. Just to keep that in mind. So again, just click on the tab, click on the perk. You're gonna see, when you click the drop down menu for um, before you get a chance to donate. Um, it's gonna say other amount. Make sure to select other amount so that way there's no any other additional um, tip that gets added onto there. 
Perfect. All right, you heard it here first. Go support. We got to see that more, more center poetry. I'm yeah, excited. Man. So this was what, like your second, third project? This would be, um, I got more projects, but the ones that I at least it really invested in, this would be yeah. like my, uh, my second. Second, like big, like big. Set second big. Okay. The documentary was my first big, to me at least, you know, getting into festivals. Yeah. Um, in my past, I've done um, music videos with, uh, like I said, Lord Bug. Um, and then I did one prior with, uh, um, shout out to Ant One. Um, he kind of got me into, you know, getting really my feet wet as to uh, honing, honing in my craft. Mm -hmm. um, and then taking, you know, being able to be creative editing because most of the stuff, like, for most of my projects, I edit them. Yeah. Because I want to be able to have um, full range of control on how I want, you know, the outlook to be. Yeah, sure. Um, but I know for, for this one, um, for the next one going forward, you know, to really give it the chance that it needs uh, for, you know, because I guess what I'm aiming to do is trying to be, you know, as much of a perfectionist as possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So as I'm learning, I'm trying to, you know, be, you know, be mindful as to, you know, tweaks that we can make. How, like, when, when were you, or how old were you when you were like, yeah, I want to be a filmmaker? And how'd you know? <laughs> I would say um, late. <laughs> and when I say late, um, like after high school, yeah, man. Like, cause when I, I did when I was in high school, I did theater. Yeah. Um, but that was like towards the second half. I started like as a junior. Um, but I know for me, like I always like watching movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but I never really. I saw it more from how it would as uh, an actor, more so a filmmaker, mm. um, more so as a director. Um, what got me into it was um, my first uh, major that I had when I went to MDC, um, which is Miami Dade Community College. Um, it was sports medicine. So I went to a, co a conventional route, but along the way, I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really focused. Yeah, you were passionate about it. Yeah, so um, I later learned that they had a, um, a film program at MDC. And, you know, I spoke with my advisor at the time and he was even asking me, like, you sure there's something that you want to do to make this type of switch? <laughs> right. And I'm just like, yeah, I think and you were a something. sophomore or a junior at this time. I would say I would say sophomore. OK, sophomore. I made that change. Sophomore year, I made that change. And um, once I did, um, I enjoyed it ever since, man. Um, I learned. A lot of things that, you know, it's good to know a lot of things that happen, excuse me, behind camera that, you know, that take place and, you know, how much of it, like, mainly it's budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. The, that led that, to, you know, simplify. Get, get the, get the, yeah, simplify and get the <laughs> elephant out of the room, you feel yeah. me? You know, or address the elephant in the room. It, it, it's budget. But you're honing your craft as to, okay, what do you do? with no budget or limited budget mm -hmm. and see how well you're able to produce. You know what I mean? And if you have a project that, you know, visually it's on point, sound is everything is on point, um, how you're telling the story in terms of your cuts, um, 
you know, it, it, you know, if someone sees it and, you know, they see a potential in you, you know, the first thing you got to see a potential in yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know even going through that journey, I was trying to see, you know, now that I'm taking on this film journey, what is it that I want to do specifically? Mm -hmm. One of the things I knew, I already knew that I liked to write, you know, I already knew that I liked to, um, I liked to explore the camera a little bit. And I don't know, like I always had probably in the back of my mind subconsciously, like an inclination to, you know, have things a certain way. So directing, you know, you're at that, you know, everything is, you know, you're responsible for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, you know, there's pressure to it. And that's the thing I want to get used to dealing with that pressure and see if, you know, a diamond can come out of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I man. So, you know, moving forward from there, like once I went through the program, the, I started doing, um, PA gigs here and there wasn't as consistent. Production assistant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, sorry. And like I say it, and then you yeah, know people good. people don't. It's like, what does this acronym mean? <laughs> you feel me? Cool. I'm so immersed in it, where like you know, yeah. Yeah, and that's what the thing that you'll notice when you get onto certain sets, man. Like there's you know there's walkie codes that you'll own um, that you'll learn, man. There's certain you know lingo that you'll pick up. Yeah. You know, and it's like ingrained to you so much that you don't even think about it. Definitely. You know, until when you you know have to ask about it. It's just like, it was like okay, like, well, okay, what's that? Right. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? so, exactly. So yeah, man. Um, and from there, like I use those opportunities to see how, you know, how different projects are done. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I got a, I got fortunate enough, um, throughout this past couple of weeks, um, before getting into the, going into the film festivals, heading there, um, I got a chance to do, uh, to be worked on, uh, Grossinger uh, ho hotel project that um, that I met with these. Uh, I'm trying to remember who. Um, I mean, if anything, you, you can yeah. Scratch, the the yeah. details aren't important. important. Yeah, man. Um, I wish I, I wish I remember. Um, but I've been on Real Housewives as a PA. I've Ooh. been on um, two seasons. Um, I've been on uh, Rap Shit mm. um, as an office production assistant, um, which I would say was the biggest one that I worked on. Like, I worked on stuff like on Re Re Revolt TV with uh, Hanging in Rajuski. Nice. Um, and how are you getting these opportunities? Um, usually, it's, uh, for me, word of mouth. Other avenues, people can go on to uh, staff me up. Um, and if you, you know, if you already have, uh, maybe getting your feet wet, um, and if you already have, you know, some other projects, small projects that you've done, you can put them on your resume. And what it does is, you know, you pay a membership, you can either pay the full year or do it monthly. Um, but it helps you, um, it ensures that you'll, you know, it filter feeds, uh, all the other candidates. So if you have the most experience, you know, they're going to look through your resume and you know they'll call you for a gig. Dope. But more than half, more than often, you know, you know, you'd get that phone call. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, especially if your work is good and you do a good job. Um, and recommend you for other shit. Exactly. That's dope. Mm -hmm. So then you was working on those ones, and then when did you had the idea to do? I guess the the documentary, and then how did you get the equipment to actually film it? Um, for the documentary, I pretty much used um, my camera, and I used. Um, Shout out to Jorge, who was also working on sound for Cine Poetry. He was he worked as my cameraman as well. Okay. 
Um, and is it the camera that we were shooting on that Lumix? Yes, sir. Nice. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yeah, we shot it in 4K. And um, for those who don't know about the documentary Florida Strange Fruit, it's uh, about uh, Florida, Florida's African history, and we cover it from um, the early 16th century all the way up until Florida becomes a U.S. territory in 1821. Wow. Um, and our goal for that is uh, to make it a, a feature doc. So, you know, we're going back to the drawing board in terms of looking for um, new interviewees. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and shout out to Dr. Um, Anthony Dixon, shout out to Dr. Denzula Gentini, and shout out to Dr. Rosalind Howard. Those were our three all-stars that made um, Florida Strange Fruit, you know, what it is for, as a short docu. Um, and I want to take this further, man, because there's so much, because I approached that project with, you know, because in, in, um, in this industry, you tend to write what you know. Mm-hmm. I went forward to try to find out, okay, what is it that I don't know? So mm-hmm. I went the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And from there, you know, I started digging, you know, information. That it, it started with uh, an article um, in the Miami Herald. Um, trying to remember um, the author's name, but essentially... Um, it was pretty much covering the topic of how, you know, certain um, subjects within history books were altered, particularly McGraw-Hill. Mm. Um, and how it reads is, you know, someone who's a, a mother and also a dean of students at, a, I think, at Florida Memorial, if I'm not mistaken, some, um, some college within here in Florida, um, they have found out that they put in a world geography book that they described uh, slaves as uh, paid workers. Mm, I which mean, we, which we all, which we all know, is obviously not true. Yeah, exactly. So from there, it's like, and this, and that was that article was done in. Um, oh, it was by Leonard Pitts. Leonard Pitts wrote that article, and um, that kind of, you know, sparked in my mind. It's like, what is it that, you know, the fact that they're able to do this still, you know, at that time when I read the article in 2015. Um, it got me to ask questions like, okay, what is it that I don't know, at least in terms of my history, as well as um, Florida specifically? Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, from there, I just started excavating, and um, you'd be surprised, like, how, like, its genesis um, for Florida, especially for those who don't know, Florida was the first underground railroad before you had an underground railroad to the north. Really? Yeah, because the revolts that would happen over in... Um, in the colonies over in Georgia, North Carolina, and so forth, you know, they had to find it, you know, they had to find some place to escape. So one of the places was Florida. So they escaped down here. Mm. So it's, I mean, work like that is really important because we have more legislation saying slaves benefited from it mm-hmm. and all types of shit. So I think it's great having a project like that. How was it received? Like, what was it like when you put it out? When I put it out, um, it was very well received, man. Um, and I would say um, one of the things, I guess, a, a critique that I had, which was I kind of I didn't take it too much to heart, but I took it as a okay. Mm-hmm. I wanna like I wanna get this better um, in terms of because I guess for someone they like it's like people don't want to be told like you know history of being slaves. We don't want to be seen as that. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't want to be seen as, right. being, as being slaves and so forth, which, you know, I, I get that. And that's fair. 
because we do want to try to, you know, as filmmakers, you know, we want to try to, at least if you're a black filmmaker as well, you do want to try to create a project for something, okay, this is where we were now, what can we show um, that kind of projects what we're capable of appearing as to the public mm -hmm. in terms of our image, in terms of our likeness, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, other parts of our history that people don't know, you know what I mean, and something that we're still discovering. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's all, it's all a journey to, you know, I take this, um, I take this as a blessing in terms of me being able to not only get better at my craft, but actually, you know, learn, you know, learn something about my history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At least that's how, how I approached it when I did the project. I think that's, I think that's good. Like, even if people are upset about the slavery portion, I mm -hmm. think it's important to have that yeah, to it, in there. It's because it's, cause it's it true. It wasn't the fact that people were, were upset about the slavery. It was the, it's like, they don't want to, it's like, Hollywood has touched so much on that with certain films, like, especially the iconic, you know, 12 Years a Slave, which yeah. I've watched. Good movie. Wonderful movie, man. It, it's just, you know, what I tend to notice is, you know, there's always, you know, that, that cycle of this is where we started, where we know that we started way before that. Right. Historically. I, I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is another part, which is something that I, I, I kept true. in mind. So I was like, okay, you know, that's understandable. But at the same time, you're doing Florida. So it's like. Exactly. Yeah. But I, that, that makes sense. All right. So you said you want to get more into the feedback on the dock, right? Yeah. The other oh, people. Hold on one second. There's like a fucking. Oh, fly? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that was the, the critique feedback. Yeah. Um, the positive feedback that I got um, when we screened it at the Spade Museum, um, which was one of the spots that we filmed at, um, it got immense applause. I was in shock. At the same time, um, I kind of like right now a little bit, a little bit nervous, man, like to having to, because I had to do a Q&A right afterwards. Mm. So, um, but... You know, they asked me questions and I just pretty much touched back as to, you know, kind of like how you've been asking me, man, you know, you know, what is it that had me start this project? You know, what took to, to make it so on and so forth. Um, and I didn't really get a chance to talk, uh, explain about the, I guess, what we did in terms of putting it all together, like equipment sure. and, so, and so on. Yeah. Um, so first, the feedback, people liked it. People asked questions. I was able to answer, um, answer most of them. Um, and, you know, they were grateful that, you know, they think that this should be, you know, there should be more, you know, projects like this, you mm -hmm. know, especially yeah. specific to Florida. Because that's the thing when, um, when you're dealing with, uh, with storytelling, um, especially here in the States. Like, you'll have people that want to shoot and come down here to Miami and, um, and do projects here. Um, but the only thing here that I think is kind of, you know, for the film community is, uh, is tax incentives. You know, there's, right. no, there's no good tax incentives here in Florida. So right now it's just all, you know, political. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I was fortunate enough to, you know, and here's what I want with this specifically in terms of how I was able to create it and how I even took this journey to, you know, saying, okay, this is what I want to be. I want to be a director. Um, the first thing I did was to, you know, invest, invest in myself. Um, so I put money aside, um, considering what it is that I needed with the minimal things that I needed in order to make it look the way I needed it to. So, and if I got good feedback from that, you know what I mean? Then 
that only can t- that only tells me you know how much further I can push my limits, mm-hmm. how much more that I can add to my craft, how much further you know I can you know add to my repertoire. That's right. So nice. Um, so uh, yeah, man. How much was that initial investment? Yeah. Um, the investment I would estimate it to be like over over three grand. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me time to to save that up and set it aside. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, hey, it's uh, it's worth it, and Definitely. especially if you believe in yourself. Because to me, because um, I would uh, pitch the concept to to folks, and um, not that they couldn't see. It's just like you know, it's something that you know, something that I learned that you already have to have something before you know people can truly invest in it. Yeah, you know what I mean. They want to see. See, something. they want they want to see something first. So it's like, okay, if you guys want it to be seen, then you know, I have to find my own means. Yeah. Some people can go through, you know, um, through government grants and get those as well. Um, for me, I just wanted to go through that process because, you know, my goal is to have 10 successful years of directing and then right after that produce. Mm. So, you know, whether you're a line producer or executive or associate producer, so on and so forth, um, it gives me an idea as to, you know, budget wise, where am I putting you know, my money and what's the best, um, what's feasible, mm-hmm. you know, because you want to be able, again, if you're able to do more with less, the, you know, the better your chances of uh, getting offers or getting opportunity for people to say, hey, you know, you're capable of completing this, you know, if we give you this much, then, you know, we can only expect, you know, greater. Even and, more. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. And I and I want to do that. Yeah. And I want to create something great. I want to. I want everybody to get that cinematic feel. Not that my projects don't, because I get, you know, I get good enough feedback, especially when I post my tra- post the trailers over on Instagram, and you know, there's a you know, there's a bunch of views that people have more views than I expect, and I usually don't get a lot. You know, my followers is not big, mm-hmm. but just to see, you know, you know, a positive reaction, you know, it's something I enjoy enjoy seeing. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, I had a question. Sure. But I fucking forgot. It had to do with, oh yeah, where do you see yourself like 20 years? Like what does it look like from <laughs> maybe like work you've done or like now what do you, what does your work evolve into 20 years from now? Like what do you, what do you see? Um, and wait, how old are you right now? 25? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 27? No. Uh, 30? Uh, uh, th- 30, my man. Gonna nice. Be, gonna be 31, man. Hey, you look young. You look young as fuck. Yeah, yeah, man. Black um, don't crack. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right. So when you're fifty, like, what, what you you gonna be a mogul? What, what's what's up? Um, eventually, uh, a mogul of of some sense. I don't want to say too much, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, Georgia right now in terms of you know its film production. You know, shout out to Tyler Perry for, you know, having his own studio, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that, you know, we're going to need more of. And you have Anthony Mackie, who also has, you know, his own studio. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he started his, uh, his, film produ- uh, his film production company. Shout out to him. So, um, you know, we need more spaces like that so we can create more of our stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need more, um, need more uh, production stages. Um, we need more studios so that way we want to give... You know, it's pretty much giving back, especially when you're getting new, um, new filmmakers. Because you know, 
you're going to have a new, gener- a new wave of generations that have a different way of interpreting their art. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to um, be able to give back in some way. So I want to get to a point where, you know, if, I, if I'm diligent enough, if, you know, at which I have no doubt that I will be, um, and I'm fully committed, you know, fully striving just to, because at, at the end of the day is to, you know, I like to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, in whatever way that I can, you know, and I feel like for for this direction to to lead to to lead for people to see something that you know whether they haven't seen before or something that they can um, learn from, something that you know they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a blessing in itself, and it's a it's a it's a responsibility. I remember saying this on a prior uh, a former sorry. Mm. Previous? On a pre- previous co- thank you. On a previous podcast, um, uh, Cinema Pathway um, with uh, Howard Brand, um, it's a resp- I take it as a responsibility because um, you know there's a phrase that people say you know a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, a movie to me is you know can frame a thousand perceptions. Mm-hmm. You know because ninety percent of images that we take in, or sorry, 90% of what we see is through, of our senses is absorbed through imagery. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, you know, there's an impact as to, you know, as to being able to see your image on film and how you're being represented. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, try to, you know, address a certain issue, you know what I mean, that will galvanize folks to, you know, you know, to do something, Mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, to come together and, you know, um, really create a, a formidable force for something righteous. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I really love what you're doing with the projects you've done so far. I feel like you have a, a mind that's really it's oriented on giving back and helping others. And so I definitely want to see you succeed. And I really have appreciated you coming on here and share the story. Is yeah. there anything else you want to get into before we wrap it up? Um, I pre- First, I appreciate you for having me. Um, and I can only take these opportunities, as again, as a blessing, man, because it's a, it's a step forward. And um, I want to make sure I give a shout out again to um, to Mari, Deuce James. You sure. know, you guys made this project happen. Your talent itself, you know, helped make this project happen. Shout out to um, to Jenny Perez, our makeup, our hair and makeup. Shout out to to Jorge, um, who worked on sound. Shout out to Kevin Forte, uh, my DP, director of photography, um, and. You know, I, I feel pretty confident about this project, man. I feel this can um, really go a long way. I know I sound repetitive, but no, you got, you got, yeah, man, you got to put it out into the universe. For you real, know? that's real. You got to put it out there, and I, I'm confident that people can see, um, can see the the full potential of the vision that um, we have with this project. Absolutely. So, if you're in South Miami, what you got to come to the Poetry Potluck? What date are we airing it? Um, we're trying to shoot for, um, I'm still in the works on getting a date lock, to be honest with you. Got it. But I know, keep in mind, I'm going to be announcing um, uh, the Indiegogo campaign um, for this oh, have, potluck. Oh, you haven't even announced it yet. So tomorrow you're going to announce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. And I'm probably going to get this out tomorrow evening as well. So Okay. That's perfect. So if you're watching, make sure to support the Indiegogo. Link is in The Cinepoetry. Yeah, go on um, our Instagram page and our Twitter page. It's called The Cinepoetry. It's going to be for those two platforms. The link is in our bio. Um, 
And we'll be, of course, putting um, social media posts so where people can um, attach themselves, go and find the link. If they go on Indie, go, go website themselves, all they got to do is type in Center Poetry. It's going to pop up. And again, um, there's perks and incentives if you do donate. Um, and again, it, whatever amount that you can give, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and it helps, man. When, thing, when those things start accumulating, you see how much of a big of an impact it is. Dope. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Make sure you go support Lex. Mm-hmm. I appreciate right. you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Yep. All right.